welcome to Live Your Own Way with me, Lucy Gleason Interiors, chatting homes, life and inspiration with my very special guests. Hello there. Today, I have one half of the brilliant London-based design house, Divine Savages, Jamie Watkins, who, with his husband, Tom Kennedy, clearly share a deep passion for eye-catching interiors. If you love daring and, quite frankly, show-stopping luxury wallpapers and fabrics, glamorous gifts and home accessories, then you will already know of their beautiful brand, as they have gone from strength to strength in the last few years, with their own collections of signature prints, but also have worked on collaborations with the Natural History Museum and Heels, to name just a few. So how did Jamie and Tom create this all in a relatively short space of time, with Jamie having previously worked in TV, scheduling channels such as National Geographic and Disney, and Tom with a past fashion and design career working with brands such as Dr. Martins and Fred Perry? So it's time to delve in and talk bold and brave interiors, inspirations, and find out how they came up with some of the best collection names you could possibly imagine. Jamie, um, it's great to have you on the podcast today. Thank you for inviting me along. Great to chat with you. Are you both working in the studio today? Um, well, I normally am in the studio, but um, I'm sat in my Crane Fonda pink kitchen today, um, Yeah, looking out into the garden. Well, but with everything you and Tom have achieved in the last well four years now, isn't it, with Divine Savages? Do your careers feel like miles away? Because you were working in TV before. Um, yeah, that's right. It's quite a big change for me, actually. Um, yeah, I was working in kind of factual TV and on the broadcasting side before. Um, so quite different to the world of interiors. Um, but yeah, I decided to kind of give that up in April this year, which was kind of a big step for me, um, joining the business kind of full time. Um, but yeah, I haven't really had time to to stop and think about it too much. It's been super busy this year. So, um, but yeah, I'm glad I made the jump. Yeah, I'm glad you did too. And uh, Tom was in fashion and design, wasn't he? Uh, Yeah, that's right. He studied, um, yeah, graphic design and illustration at uni. And then, um, so yeah, his kind of career path definitely kind of um, aligns a bit more closely with where we are today. so, yeah, he worked in fashion for a number of different kind of labels, um, kind of a denim brand fire trap and did some work for Doc Martens. And then he ended up working at a kind of fashion agency. And then, yeah, then he decided to kind of set something up on his own. And, yeah, further down the line, Divine Savages was born. So what are your roles within Divine Savages? I mean, that's kind of quite a good thing for us obviously being uh, married living together running the business together now um it can kind of people always wonder how we kind of manage to make that work but yeah I think it works for us because we have very um kind of different roles here so my role is definitely more the business um kind of marketing promotion and kind of operations side of things um and then, yeah, Tom's much more of kind of the creative uh, brains. He's the one that kind of comes um, up with all the kind of ideas and prints and patterns. And he's in charge of kind of all the creative side. So from website and photography and all of that. So, yeah, it works really well that we kind of both get on with our kind of day to day roles and then obviously come together to discuss 
kind of the new collections or what direction we want to go in or kind of something new that's come up and we come together so it's good we're not kind of treading on each other's toes yeah it's a really good balance isn't it yeah I think you need that when you're kind of working with someone so closely Um, otherwise yeah it probably would get a bit too much if we were fighting over kind of creative stuff what was the driving force behind starting Divine Savages? We always loved kind of interiors, but it wasn't really until we managed to buy our first house. Um, so, well, we're still in it. So um, it's kind of a two-story kind of masonette, Victorian. And when we moved in, we were lucky that it didn't need kind of major renovation, but definitely needed kind of updating in our style. And we just couldn't really find... Um, things that really spoke to us that were kind of playful and had a bit of a sense of humor so obviously Tom with his design background was kind of just experimenting and designing a few things just for our house and then I guess a kind of seed of an idea was planted and then it was kind of a few years later um yeah as I said Tom was working at an agency and he had a period um of illness where he suffered with kind of vertigo um, and he wasn't really able to work that much in front of a computer which was his whole job Um, he designed everything at the agency on a computer so he took some time off and it was really that kind of downtime that yeah kind of inspired us to maybe kind of start something independently and yeah the interiors and our love for kind of pattern and print and Tom's background in fashion doing print was kind of yeah led us to divine savages I was saying to you the other day wasn't I that I think sometimes the things that happen organically work out the best yeah it was it just kind of all fell into place weirdly I mean obviously a lot of work kind of behind the scenes when we were thinking about yeah we we knew we wanted to do wallpaper we both grew up having like a love of wallpaper my mum was obsessed with the stuff and vivid memories of kind of all our houses we were moving uh, quite regularly because she would do up her house get bored and and then would move on to the next project so um, every house had wallpaper so we knew from the start we wanted to incorporate that but then it was well how the hell do you actually make wallpaper Um, and yeah doing all that kind of background research but yeah we kind of we found the answers to the questions we needed along the way and and just got it done. Excellent. And what was the first product that um, you came up with? It was the Deco Martini print. So it's kind of our Divine Savages twist on kind of art deco um, kind of fan motif, but um, celebrating our favourite cocktail. Um, And yeah, it's kind of that one. Yeah, it's still one of our bestsellers. uh, And it's kind of amazing to see it in kind of homes and restaurants and hotels kind of all over the world now um we love seeing kind of people sharing their finished projects so yeah that was one of the first and yeah we've kind of I think we've got maybe seven or eight different colorways we're actually working on adding a few more to the collection because yeah it's kind of I guess it's got that kind of timeless art deco vibe to it so um it's glamorous and and quite cheeky as well so what was the print on the shower curtain? Because that was one of the first things that you came up with, wasn't it? Yeah, actually, yeah. Um, that was, um, we called it scenic depths. So it's a kind of underwater kind of um, collage of old uh, vintage kind of Victorian illustrations of jellyfish. Um, 
but they almost look like kind of crystal chandeliers. Um, so kind of quite dark and moody. Um, that was, yeah, the first print that we um, did for our house on the shower curtain. We found that, like, I mean, the shower curtain for us, some people kind of were like, oh, I guess you either love them or hate them. But for us, it's kind of a really easy way to add a kind of big, bold kind of hit of pattern or colour to your bathroom, which often is a space we feel that you can kind of go a little bit bolder and have some fun with. It's a smaller space normally in your house. It's a room that obviously your guests are going to kind of visit, so it's a chance to have a bit of fun and and show your personality. So, yeah, shower curtains for us kind of really tick that box. So, yeah, we have quite a few now of our prints on shower curtains, yeah, which people love, which is great. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's a room that gets neglected quite often, isn't it? And I never understand that because it's, well, you know, muted is fine if that's your thing, but I think it's a space that you, you want to be happy in and relax. So absolutely, it should have colour in it. So the name Divine Savages, I'm sure you must get asked this all the time, but what's in a name? How did it come about? Um, yeah, it's so hard. Like when we were obviously, okay, we're going to start this brand and like blank piece of paper where do you start but um for us we knew that we kind of we wanted to stand for kind of something a little bit different in the market we wanted to definitely have more fun with interiors so we knew we wanted that kind of um twist i guess so something that that duality in the in the name of the brand and i think we had been watching uh, a documentary on Netflix about Divine the Drag Queen. And I think that was kind of had stuck in our head from watching that kind of maybe a week or so before we started brainstorming. And then, yeah, we kind of took that word and, yeah, we're kind of thinking of like the the opposite of that really. And, yeah, we I don't know how we landed on it. We are probably going through like thesaurus or something. But, yeah, we found savages and just really loved the – the connotations of that word and how it kind of sat next to divine at the other side. Um, and yeah, it's kind of just came together. It was kind of one of those moments where we were like, Oh, that actually sounds really good. And then it was kind of a desperate kind of searching online to see if anyone else had um, actually already had that idea and locking those accounts in on social media. So yeah, we were really kind of pleased that we kind of came up with that one. And now it's, I mean, as as brand names do, but it, it definitely kind of permeates through now into the design work that we do. And yeah, while everything that we kind of put out there now kind of goes through that filter of the divine and the savage and yeah, the, the playfulness, the kind of duality and yeah, just having a bit more fun. So yeah, that's how it came about. So with your names, what comes first? Does the concept come first or, or the name? Which way around do you do it? Yeah, no, we definitely normally design the kind of print and um, pattern first. Um, and then, yeah, then we sit down for ages and kind of think about names for the wallpaper or kind of product and the collection name, which can take, yeah, takes quite a long time. But actually, my background in TV, um, I used to buy TV programs basically for a channel. And a lot, a big part of my job used to be retitling. Um, in order to kind of get people's attention, basically. A bit like a newspaper headline. So we were always thinking about that when we were naming a show 
so that when people are channel surfing, they kind of, it grabs their attention and they think, oh, I kind of want to know a bit more about what this show is. And I guess I apply that same strategy and theory when we're kind of coming up with uh, wallpaper names. So, yeah, they need to kind of, yeah, grab your attention, be have a little bit of fun. And, yeah, we've definitely had some good ones <laughs> over the past four, four or five years. You know, you were talking about Deco Martini a little while ago, and I love that name because it's a blend of, like you're saying, the, twi- the 20s and cocktails. Why do you think you're drawn to that particular era? Yeah, I know. We keep we do revisit it quite a lot. We have our Gershwin wallpaper as well, which is very heavily influenced by Art Deco. I think it's like just the glamour and kind of that whole period. It was like a massive um, kind of change in, in design and architecture and interiors as well. And it... I guess it kind of conjures up those ideas of kind of glamorous parties and kind of a bit of excess and having fun. And that's, I guess, kind of definitely sits uh, well with Divine Savages. So, yeah, we, we do kind of have a special place in our heart for Art Deco. And I love the metallic. That really adds uh, decadence, doesn't it? Yeah. So the metallic collection, yeah, we launched... I think it was March of last year. Um, and yeah, that was really, we, a lot of our wallpapers are printed digitally, which is amazing. It's very flexible kind of um, tech process and technique for printing, but we wanted to embellish and kind of add something extra to some of our, well, some of our most popular designs. So um, Deco Martini being one of them. And then we also did um, Crane Fonda, and our Gershwin. So, yeah, we kind of drew on a more traditional kind of printing technique. So we actually had the rollers kind of hand engraved and then it goes through all these different machines with the paints. And it's a great process to kind of watch. And we spent many days up at our factory kind of going over things. But, yeah, to see it kind of come to life the traditional way was amazing. And yeah, we added the metallics um, as just kind of to take them to the next kind of level, really add that extra kind of pop of um, glamour. Yeah. And so wallpaper came first. Did the the fabric textiles come next? Yeah, I think, yeah, when we kind of started, I think we started with three designs, um, which were available as wallpaper and cushions. And then, yeah, then the kind of, we had lots of inquiries about yeah fabric by the meter um and yeah we just kind of added that to to our to our catalog really and yeah now it's something that yeah sells really well i guess people the kind of vibe of going kind of extra pattern and print so wallpaper and curtains or upholstery chair in the fabric as well so yeah the fabric came just after but yeah not that long after does it feel like a complete whirlwind for you because it's it's only been four years hasn't it so a lot has happened for you yeah it has been um a great whirlwind but yeah sometimes because it is really just me and tom here um working behind the scenes doing all the jobs that need doing and sometimes it's kind of quite hard to find the time even to sit back and think about what we've done over the past four years but yeah it's been great and we've had some really amazing milestones we early on kind of did a collection with the natural history museum which for us was amazing 
kind of one of those iconic institutions that both of us remember kind of coming up to London and that was where we would go and spend like a whole day running around the galleries and seeing the dinosaurs and everything else that they have. So yeah, to kind of partner with them quite early on in our journey was amazing and that collection still sells really well. Um, We're hoping to add another design to that next year, um, which is exciting. And then, yeah, we've done loads of other things as well. We've just more recently um, heels department store stock um, our cushions now, which is another kind of pinchous moment. It's again, one of our favourite stores in London, especially for interiors. And again, kind of moving here 20 years ago as a student, I'd kind of wander around heels and kind of imagine what pieces we might pick out for our house one day. And then now you can buy um, our cushions in there, which is crazy. So yeah, we've definitely um, achieved a lot in, I guess, a rather short space of time. And it's, I guess, well, definitely thanks to everyone out there. And um, the community on Instagram has been amazing for us. It's really helped us to grow. Yeah, you've just reached 100,000 followers on Instagram, haven't you? That must be a a nice feeling as well, because it it shows the amount of effort that you've put in. Yeah, Um, yeah, it is amazing. And we always kind of... we try not to get too hung up on the numbers and but yeah 100k is definitely a milestone for that platform and yeah the community as I said have been amazing they've really helped kind of share their love for divine savages and what we do here and yeah we couldn't have done it without them really it's been a great tool for us to kind of market our brand um well yeah pretty much at no cost um, which for a small business is kind of, yeah, you can't get better than that. So, yeah, um, they've really embraced us from when we when we launched four years ago to now. Well, your Instagram is very engaging because not only do you, you know, tell a story with your designs, but also um, you chat about what you're up to. And I've noticed that your audience are very engaged in that. So that's great, isn't it? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think, yeah, one of the successes, I think, of yeah for us being on Instagram is yeah we do have that kind of direct kind of connection with people and we do engage with them and people do see myself and Tom are the people behind Divine Savages and as you say we kind of we share stuff when we're kind of doing things in our own home or doing makeover we're just kind of finishing touches on our spare bedroom makeover so yeah we've been sharing that journey so yeah, I think people yeah like to see kind of the behind the scenes, and also we've been quite kind of open and honest about yeah our journey and how we started the brand and the business and kind of yeah how we've grown it, shaped it. So yeah, again, I think people have kind of enjoyed following that kind of journey with us, which has been amazing. Yeah, keeping it real. <laughs> um, I love the name Nostalgia. I I just love it. It's so cool. So obviously you came up with that name. Yeah, so that was, yeah, that's our most recent um, collection, which we launched, yeah, a few months ago. Um, Yeah, that was kind of inspired, well, yeah, as you would imagine, by growing up, like our childhoods um, kind of in the 80s, but then obviously spending lots of time at our grandparents, which houses were probably had 
anything from like a mix from like 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. So it's kind of a real kind of melting pot of kind of influences there. But I guess our kind of our goal with the collection was kind of to, to design something that yeah has definitely has that retro kind of romance and reminds you of kind of happy childhood times and yeah so lots of florals in that one and a little bit of kitsch and um, some kind of bold 80s colors as well on some of the palettes but yeah we are really happy with that one yeah it means a lot to us as well kind of a little tribute to our nans and nans everywhere absolutely there's a real misconception actually isn't there that you can't use big prints in smaller rooms, but that's not the case at all. It can actually make a room feel bigger if you do it properly. Yeah, for sure. And also kind of some people always worry about kind of if the room's dark, is that kind of going to make it even darker? But I think if it's dark already, then kind of you can't really go wrong with adding some kind of bold print in there because it's just going to make it kind of feel more cosy and um yeah kind of wrap yourself in that print so yeah embrace the lack of light yeah exactly you always encourage people to kind of be a bit braver again that's kind of something we kind of feel strongly about here at divine savages is just kind of encouraging people to kind of maybe just step out their comfort zone just a little bit um and try something new and yeah it's great to see your partner partnership as well with people's trust for endangered species um what spurred that on yeah that one um i mean a lot of our collections are kind of inspired by the natural world so um whether it's our geometric aviary kind of pattern or our fornication wallpaper um yeah you're there's definitely a lot of um kind of animals in the natural world in some of our prints so yeah we kind of had heard about uh, PTES and the amazing work that they do um, here in the UK, but um, also around the world. And um, yeah, we kind of wanted to just give something back, really. So when you shop with kind of our nature inspired collections, yeah, they we give a donation to them, which goes towards helping their kind of amazing work. And we need to give out a shout out to Ripley, your cat, who inspired Catitude. Does she even know that she's an interior design icon? <laughs> I don't know. She's quite sassy. So, yeah, she probably has an inkling. But, yeah, the um, Catitude print, yeah, again, we launched with a um, with an art print of Catitude back, like, when we first launched. And we were just amazed at how popular that was. Um, it was a little sweary, but people, I think, associated that with kind of the cat behavior and just really loved it. So, yeah, a few years down the line, we decided to actually take that to wallpaper. So, again, we we used kind of the traditional print technique um, with the rollers engraved and we used metallics in that. Um, so, yeah, we're actually we had four colorways on that at the moment, but we're looking to add maybe one or two more because it has been really popular. So, yes, watch this space for more catitude. I find it very sophisticated. Actually. It's kind of eccentric at the same time. And I can see all ages loving it. Yeah, we kind of I mean, when Tom first kind of came to me, I was like, oh, I think we should do catitude, but wallpaper. I was like, are you mad? Um, but yeah, the way he's kind of designed it. It's, yeah, it's really clever. And as you say, it's kind of definitely got that sophisticated feel. 
and then kind of when you look a bit close like sometimes when you look at it you don't actually notice that there are cats in it the way that it's kind of put together um but yeah then you look closely and you can kind of see the cat eyes in the martini glass and yeah it's just kind of definitely like pure divine savages that one i couldn't see that anywhere else yeah it's a classic uh, cocktails play a big part in your design what is your favorite kind of cocktail well yeah i do love a good um martini well tom likes a french martini he's definitely got a slightly sweeter tooth um and then i don't know i'm pretty happy with like an old-fashioned um after dinner is kind of my happy place yeah a good kind of whiskey and yeah i'm happy with that but yeah i mean we're not that fussy when it comes to cocktails <laughs> we'll try anything and we actually kind of started a bit of a lockdown ritual with cocktail hour and we actually we did a little kind of mini makeover in our living room and kind of there was a bit of an underused corner um that kind of yeah just didn't really have much function so yeah we kind of added a kind of small victorian um, round table that we found at sunbury antiques market and yeah two kind of cocktail chairs and now that's kind of our little sit down when we happen to have a kind of uh, sit down at about seven o'clock and unwind so yeah it's definitely a new ritual for us i think you needed to uh, design some cocktail glasses and add them to your lines yeah that's good that's a good idea i'm going to add that to the list <laughs> your li never-ending list i'm yeah. sure of things to do yeah and your your florals are so lovely um i really love the blooming marvelous with the large peonies it's really stunning um oh, thank you so are you going to be doing more florals as well? Are you going to keep them coming? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I mean, they're definitely, yeah, people love florals. I think they kind of have a bit of a timeless kind of feel to them and very elegant. Um, we always love to kind of put our twist on it, though. So our first floral actually was in partnership with the Natural History Museum. Um, but there we kind of blended the reptile and the kind of floral collections. So if you haven't seen that one, it's kind of, if on first look, it's kind of a lovely floral print, but when you look a bit closer, the kind of vines of the florals are actually kind of a serpent. Um, and then there's kind of a serpent's head kind of hidden in amongst the flowers. So yeah, that's been really popular for us. And yeah, as you mentioned, there are kind of blooming marvelous um, wallpaper again has been really popular so yeah we'll definitely continue to um, add a sprinkling of florals to our work oh good good I find your brand quite biophilic actually the colors that you use and obviously with the florals and also nature I love that because it just goes to show you can be eccentric and do all, do all kinds of you know cool designs and stuff but it can still feel very nurturing yeah definitely yeah I think again yeah we're definitely drawn to yeah, the natural world and obviously back in the day when we could travel, we did love kind of um, going away and exploring kind of new places and, and scenery. And I guess that's kind of um, definitely come into our work um, over the years, kind of inspired us for sure. So, yeah, that, that will continue as well. I think there's so much inspiration from kind of the natural world that, yeah, we'll definitely keep finding that there. Oh, that's good. And your fringe lampshades are beautiful. They really make a statement, don't they? I love the contrast that you, for instance, like the blush and the teal, and then you've used a kind of claret trim. 
on one of them. How much time do you spend looking at colour palettes? Oh, a lot. And um, yeah, Tom is kind of obsessed with colour, actually. So when we're kind of designing a new collection, I'd say the the longest time actually is probably colour colorways for us. Um, and then even when we've kind of decided, okay, this colourway like looks great, then Tom will kind of go back and forth probably another ten times, kind of changing things very slightly on the kind of tones or shades of the pink or whatever the colour may be until he's kind of a hundred percent happy with it. Um, so yeah, colour's like definitely important for us, and it's. I guess we have a lot of fun with colour as well. Like in Bloomin' Marvellous, we did a kind of neon kind of colourway, which definitely was the kind of 80s vibe coming through there, but actually really quite surprised that's been so popular. Again, I think it's testament to people um, just becoming a bit more braver and um, bolder in their interior choices, which we love seeing. Yeah, it's nice to see people using wallpaper in a whole room isn't it I love seeing that now people used to kind of say oh, I'll do a feature wall and see how it goes but people are really going for it now and then obviously using lots of colour on the ceiling and all over it's great yeah ceilings are great yeah we've actually just papered our ensuite ceiling in forbidden bloom bone white which looks cool and it's very small space but yeah it's so much better than the boring white ceiling that was there before but yeah it's so good to see people kind of wrapping their whole room in wallpaper um yeah I think the feature wall is kind of a great idea if like you yeah if you're not brave like not brave enough or you're not kind of comfortable enough in um yeah doing the whole room but um, yeah, we kind of extended our feature wall in the living room because we have kind of an exposed brick um, kind of chimney breast, which obviously we wanted to keep. Um, we wouldn't wallpaper over that. So we kind of left that side of the room, the kind of brick, and then paint, painted the other walls. Um, and then, yeah, we've kind of got the two walls um, on the other side in wallpaper. So kind of wrapped the feature wall around the corner, which just, I think, adds a little bit more interest and for us it kind of zoned that kind of little area that we carved out for cocktails which is quite nice lovely and brick is lovely isn't it adds such texture to a room yeah so yeah when we that was probably one of the first like bigger projects we did when we um, bought this place yeah it was the fireplace had been covered up um so it was just a smooth plastic wall but I was kind of adamant that there would be something behind there so yeah we kind of um, cut all the plaster off and yeah the brick um, the brick kind of original fireplace was behind so yeah that's just makes a real nice focal point for the living room now where it kind of lacked that interest before. Do you spend any time looking at colour trends or do you you know you've got your palette and that's what you work to? Yeah I mean I think yeah we, we're always kind of looking at what's working and what people are interested in for sure so yeah trends definitely filter into that um but yeah I think ultimately we kind of our kind of checklist is that kind of would we have this in our own home um that's kind of the litmus test for kind of what we do really um but yeah obviously if there's kind of a color that's kind of working then we're like green for example is obviously a very popular color yeah, we always try and look into kind of how we can work that into the colour palette for sure. And you're based in London at the moment, aren't you? We are, yeah, just in southeast London. 
Um, yeah, so yeah, we've been here for about 10 years now. Are you, have you any plans at all for moving anywhere or are you happy where you are in, in the city? Yeah, I mean, we are. I think like everyone over the past kind of 18 months, two years have definitely kind of had a good sit down and think about, um, yeah, the whole situation and and where where feels right. I think, well, we got a dog in lockdown as well, like many other people, but um, we got our mini schnauzer called Mute. And yeah, we kind of, since getting her, we kind of have a little bit more kind of draw to greener space and countryside. Not saying like 100% kind of country, but yeah, maybe something a bit leafier. I mean, Southeast London is amazing. We have lots of beautiful parks, not too far away, but we do live on um, quite a busy main road. So our thinking is maybe to maybe move within the area, but just get somewhere slightly quieter. And then the bonus is that that then gives us an opportunity to kind of renovate somewhere new and and redo it all again because we kind of once this spare room um, makeover here is finished then that's kind of we've done every room then so I guess moving is a good opportunity to refresh things. It is definitely yeah it's quite addictive as well isn't it doing places up I'm always looking around even in my own home you know when I'm not doing clients home looking around so what kind of home do you think you would go for in an ideal world if you were to pick your perfect place? Oh, it would definitely be like a Georgian townhouse for sure. Um, I grew up in Bath, actually, so beautiful kind of architecture there. It's quite spoiled with that Bath city. Um, so, yeah, I think both of us are definitely period properties for us. We just love the kind of, um, yeah, all the amazing details that you get. But I think Georgian properties, um, yeah, kind of that's our favourite. Again, that's obviously... Um, you get the kind of big rooms they're very like the windows are normally amazing and lots of light and generous sizes and yeah kind of the period details in the kind of cornicing and everything so yeah that would kind of be on our kind of dream house really but yeah we'll have to see and we probably can't quite achieve the dream just yet I was going to ask if you spend a lot of time looking at right move because I do but you're probably too busy (laughs) Well, no. I mean, I think, yeah, Tom always laughs because it's like whenever we like get into bed, it's like just have a quick look on the phone. And then, yeah, I end up going down like a right move or Zoopla kind of black hole. And before I know it, I'm like looking at like houses in Glasgow, even though we have no intention of moving to Scotland. So, yeah, I'm definitely with you on that kind of slightly weird (laughs) searching for houses there's even an instagram account that i'm pretty addicted to called um cheap old houses have you seen that one no i haven't oh look it up it's like basically amazing old houses in america but they're like fifty nine thousand dollars or something ridiculous so um they need obviously completely renovating but like some of the houses on there are just amazing so yeah i often kind of get carried away and then end up dreaming about moving to like outer New York state or something (laughs) oh that's the dream I'm always looking at cabin homes I've got a thing about cabin homes at the moment so that's my thing (laughs) (laughs) so if you could offer some advice to anyone listening who wants to start a you know a unique business 
what what would that be and is there anything you would say to avoid definitely like follow your passion I think if you want if you're kind of looking to start yeah your own business then it definitely needs to be something that you love doing otherwise when you actually get into the kind of nitty-gritty of running a business um you soon realize there's a lot of stuff that you don't actually like doing or that's kind of quite mundane and the kind of day-to-day running so overall the whole thing needs to be something that you really love doing otherwise I think you'll kind of lose interest quite quickly so I'd say that's kind of key um and then yeah I would say just go for it because we kind of had the seed of the idea of kind of doing something interiors related and kept putting it off because we didn't have the kind of answers for everything but then you never will until you actually get into it so as long as you've kind of done your research and you have that great idea and you kind of yeah I would just say just go for it and then you'll soon pick up or find the answers um, that you need once you're kind of in it so it's kind of sink or swim strategy I guess but um, yeah we kind of it took us a good year, I think, to actually launch. And I think once we had launched, we were like, oh, why didn't we do this quicker? So there's that. Is there anything you would, it's a good idea to avoid? I guess because like making wallpaper and everything, there was like minimum quantity orders. So for us, it was like about starting small. And it, I guess it could have been quite easy to get a little bit carried away. But so I would say, yeah, don't. Um, don't go all in. It's kind of just manage that risk and, um yeah start small if you can and test the waters that way and then let it grow organically and for us it was definitely it definitely happened that way and it worked really well I was still able to kind of carry on with my full-time job so it was just kind of Tom running um Divine Savages until as I said this year so that really kind of gave us a good couple of years to kind of see it through know that we loved doing it, um, knew that it was kind of successful and then we could kind of change things up. So, yeah, that's my advice. And you're, you're excellent at staying on brand as well. How would you recommend doing that? Yeah, I guess, yeah, it's about having that kind of filter. And I, I mentioned earlier, it's kind of something that we would kind of have in our house. So just make sure you have that kind of front and centre whenever you're kind of doing something. and yeah don't be afraid to say no actually that's kind of some good advice that someone gave us early on is when you first start something it can be quite easy to get um kind of carried away with kind of I mean people will come to you and kind of ask to kind of partner up or um yeah do different things on social media and kind of yeah you don't always have to say yes if you feel that it's not quite right for you yeah, that's excellent advice. So what is, what's coming up for 2022? What, what year are we in? <laughs> 2022. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Where are we? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we've got, we've got some exciting things planned. Um, we, well, we were meant to do a trade fair in New York um, just before 
kind of COVID hit in, um, we were meant to do that in May 2020. So fingers crossed, we're going to be doing that in May 22, which will be really good. So it's a show called ICFF um, in New York, uh, which is kind of a big interiors and kind of furniture trade show. And yeah, we haven't done a trade show since, well, I think it was Decorex, but years ago. So yeah, we're really excited to kind of do that. And and the US for us is a market that has been growing steadily. So the strategy there is to, yeah, kind of reach um, interior designers over there and let them know who Divine Savages are and showcase our kind of designs and wallpapers and fabrics. So we're really excited for that. So there'll be a, that'll be a lot of planning and obviously taking everything over to the States and setting up and doing that but we're excited to get going on that and then yeah Tom's already kind of busy working on um, some new colorways for some of our existing uh, papers so Deco Martini, Catitude and Fornication so we're going to kind of cut those down from however many he's got um, so we'll add a few more of those and then yeah it'll be kind of working on new designs for kind of um, middle to late next year I think for us kind of we don't tend to kind of work to a strict kind of calendar in terms of we must have like two new collections every year like we're still very small business so um, that's just not quite feasible for us in churning out um, kind of two full collections a year so it's very much kind of organic and as and when we kind of feel happy with um a new collection then we'll, we'll launch it but we're aiming for one um new collection of designs next year great well i hope you have a an excellent year and i also just wanted to say congratulations you won an, an award didn't you from heels innovation award we did yeah that was um really unexpected yeah we had a kind of dinner to celebrate kind of their autumn winter collection this year which we're a part of which is amazing yeah and then they kind of um, surprised us with this des- design and innovation award so yeah really happy with that again it's kind of one of our kind of favorite stores so to be recognized by them um, in the design industry yeah is, was pretty yeah amazing we were really unex- it was very unexpected well listen thank you very much for chatting with me and um, I'll keep an eye on your Instagram thanks very much for having us The Divine Savages website can be found at divinesavages.com and you can find their hugely inspiring Instagram at Divine Savages where you can keep up to date with their new collections and I'd make a cuppa because you will be there a while. You can see what I'm up to over on my website, Lucy Gleason Interiors, www.lucylovesy.com and find me on Instagram at Lucy Gleason Interiors. Next week, I'm talking to another super guest, so don't forget to subscribe to Live Your Own Way and until then, have a good one. (music) 